Good morning, everyone, and welcome to today's focus for Tuesday, November the 1st, 2022 at 9.52 a.m. Central Time. Well, today's focus, spiritual immaturity. Would you classify yourself as someone who's spiritually mature or someone who is spiritually immature? What would you say are the signs of spiritual immaturity? If you are looking at someone just in life, forget Christianity, forget spiritual anything, how would you define someone as being immature? What does immaturity look like just in life in general? And then does that correlate in any way, shape, or form to spiritual immaturity? Let's talk about spiritual immaturity, and this is what we're going to do. I'm going to be utilizing an article that gives us five signs of spiritual immaturity, but it may be written from a perspective, and it may list five things that you have never considered as signs of spiritual immaturity. We're going to, we're going to look at spiritual immaturity maybe from a perspective that you, neither you nor myself, have ever considered it from. Typically, if we look up signs of spiritual immaturity, I think you could probably, I mean, I I could hit pause right here. I could say, everyone, let's pause right now. And you grab a piece of paper and write down five signs of spiritual spiritual immaturity. And you probably would go with things that typically uh, appear in sermons and devotional books and discipleship books about spiritual immaturity. But let's look at it maybe from a somewhat of a different, in a different way. And maybe this will challenge us to consider the subject of spiritual maturity and spiritual immaturity, maybe maybe in a way that we've never thought about it and never considered it. Now, because the Today's Focus podcast series is designed to be short episodes, then what we'll do is we'll consider one sign of spiritual immaturity in each episode over the next couple of days, unless something happens that we, we need to use Today's Focus for something else, and then we'll get back to it. But I'm going to try to stay disciplined. And over the next couple of days, right here on the Today's Focus podcast series, we're going to be looking at signs of spiritual immaturity from an article entitled, The Five Signs of of a Spiritually Immature Christian. Five Signs of a Spiritually Immature Christian, written by Dan Foster. All right. Now, he, you, some, some, if you've ever read his uh, articles, he can, he can be very critical towards Christianity and towards the church, uh, but I, I just thought that hearing his perspective on this would be very interesting and would get us to really think about it, all right? And so this is what will happen. For today's focus, we may talk about these in little short segments, around 15 minutes is what we're going to shoot for, but depending on the reaction, this may turn into may turn into an entire series. Maybe who knows? It, I I think this should spark some good discussion. But every time I think that, I am met with silence. And then when I think something was bad and it shouldn't spark any good discussion, that's where the discussion occurs. It, I, so obviously, I'm a bad judge of of what should happen. All right, but here we go. Are you ready? The five signs of a spiritually immature Christian. How to Spot a Spiritual Infant. This is how the article begins. The most spiritually immature person I know has been faithfully sitting in a church 
No, no, you, you get this. This is not the way I thought an article on spiritual immaturity would begin. But, but I think it's so important. I think it's brilliant, and I think it raises lots of questions. So, so let me start again. I, I, you can tell that I, I definitely want to talk about this this morning. So I'll try to slow down. Here we go. The most spiritually immature person I know has been faithfully sitting in a church pew every Sunday morning for many decades now. He reads the word prays the prayers, and sings the songs, and he's completely miserable, and he makes everyone around him miserable as well. Wow, that, 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 that raises some questions. Here's someone who goes to church every Sunday. He reads the word. He prays the prayers. He sings the songs, but he's completely miserable. Now, I'm leaving out some language here because he uses some, some strong language here that I won't use. But um, And he makes everyone around him miserable as well. And it says, how is that possible? I'm going to suggest that spiritual maturity is not necessarily the result of faithful church attendance. It probably should be, but it definitely isn't. In fact, sometimes church can stop people from maturing in a spiritual sense. When it comes to spiritual immaturity, there are five telltale signs that a person hasn't yet grown up in their faith. Now, we're only going to look at one, but I want you to just consider that. Is it it possible that sometimes church can actually stop people from maturing spiritual, spiritually. I, wa- I wonder in what ways the church is actually detrimental and negative to one's spiritual growth. I-, I almost want to do an entire episode on that. How is the church detrimental to spiritual growth? You want to grow spiritually? Get away from church. You want to grow spiritually? Just don't go to small groups. Stay away from all of it. Because all those things that's supposed to help you in spiritual growth actually are detrimental to it. I mean, that's that's a podcast right there. It would be interesting to get people's thoughts on that. So you can let me know. Is church helpful to spiritual maturity? Or is it does it actually is it actually detrimental to spiritual maturity and actually leads to spiritual immaturity? Oh, that, that's fascinating. But here we go. All right. All right. Oh, see, doing these 15-minute episodes goes against everything in my nature, but I'm trying. All right, here we go. Sign number one, characteristic number one of the spiritually immature person. Are you ready for, for what this is? Yeah, I don't think anyone would guess. I, I wish I had a bunch of people here. What would be in an article written from a completely maybe different perspective than what you would typically hear in church? What do they believe is the number one sign of spiritual immaturity? It is, are you ready for this? Drum roll. Certainty. Certainty is the number one sign of spiritual immaturity. Let me read how they explain this. Oh, I think this is fascinating. Here we go. If you meet a Christian who is certain that they know all the answers, then you have certainly come across a spiritually immature person. If you meet a Christian who is certain that they know all the answers, then you have certainly come across a spiritually immature person. Why? Now, this is their, this is their reasoning. Because certainty is the enemy of faith. 
Think about it. The opposite of faith is not doubt because faith, by definition, is not required unless there is some reason to doubt. Oh, you got to you got to put your thinking caps on this morning. You got to put your thinking caps on, right? So the number one sign of spiritual immaturity is certainty, right? Because certainty is the enemy of faith. And this is what they say. Think about it. The opposite of faith is not doubt because faith, by definition, is not required unless there is some reason to doubt, in other words, the, the faith exists, the faith is there when where we don't have all the answers. In other words, we have to rely on faith sometimes when we're left without the answers. There's a little bit of doubt. There's a little bit of, so I, all I have is faith because I don't have answers. If I, ha, if I have all the answers and I have certainty, I don't need any faith. Faith is there because it grabs onto what we, we, we can't for sure know. We can't for sure see, but faith grabs onto it. And, and and faith is what we hold on to. This is, let's, let's continue. They say, or put it another way. If we had no doubts, we wouldn't need any faith. Therefore, the opposite of faith is not doubt, but certainty. In other words, those who think that they've got all the answers, they know everything and, and, and they never question anything because it's no, this is the way it is. This is the way it is. This is the way it is. And when you start raising questions and you start raising doubt, they crumble. They just fall apart. They can't handle it. They don't like it. They're like, I, they're, their whole Christian life falls apart because they need certainty. Some people, I've said it so many times, many Christians, in many cases, the church promotes certainty over truth. The church wants everyone to have certainty instead of pursuing truth because the pursuit of truth leaves you with many questions and leaves you with all kinds of doubt, which then requires faith. The church wants to give you certainty. The church wants to give you answers, which in many cases is detrimental to faith. It actually hinders one's spiritual growth. And then when someone finds themselves confronted with questions and struggles and doubts that should arise from the text of scripture itself, they're like, I can't handle that. I got to go somewhere where they're going to give me simple answers and three points because I can't handle it. That's a sign you're spiritually immature. Because, because certainty, some people want certainty. I, I think this is very important. Here we go. Let's, let's, let's at least finish everything they say about certainty because I'm looking at the clock here. Here we go. An immature Christian has neat and tidy answers. But there comes a point where one must accept that there are some things, many things actually, for which there are no answers. In Google culture, we have become addicted to answers without realizing that every answer only leads to the pain of more questions. Spiritually mature people enjoy knowing without needing to know, and above all, they can accept where they cannot know. They can shrug their shoulder and say, I don't know the answer, and be totally fine with that. They have become completely comfortable with mystery and paradox. They have surrounded their, uh, they have surrendered their addiction to answers and can sit happily in the middle of confusion without being troubled by it. Now that's real faith. On the other hand, doubtless Christianity is faithless Christianity. Please note, doubtless Christianity is faithless Christianity. 
a Christianity that, nope, here's the answer, 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 here's the answer. It's simple. It makes sense. Sometimes you're like, there is no answer. But if you've got to learn, faith is allowing you to become comfortable in the lack of answers and can embrace the questions and can embrace the confusion and can embrace the unknown. Many Christians can't handle that. And so they will, they will turn to certainty at the expense of truth. Look, there's things that make no sense to me. I've, 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 I've said it a million times and I will continue to say it. I, uh, my problems with, with the Bible and Christianity starts in Genesis 1-1. It, is, it confuses me. It makes no sense. In the beginning, God created. Wait, 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 wait. Time out, time out. So the God who created is all-powerful and all-knowing, and he creates the world in which I currently live in. An all-knowing, all-powerful God created a world knowing exactly what was going to happen. And now I live in a world where, what, 14, 15 people were shot in a mass shooting in Chicago last night? And three of the, what, four, I think, of the, of the people who were shot were children, like age three, six. I don't have the ages in front of me. That, he created a world knowing that was going to happen? A world where, I mean, I, I, there is so much confusion. I don't have answers. I don't have all the answers. Time and time again, I'll start working on a text of scripture and I'll be like, I, I don't know. I don't know what to do with that. I don't know. How do we under, how do we work around that? How do we, how do we figure that out? And what I do is every time I open up the Bible is I throw out any previous certainty to embrace uncertainty when I study the text again, because my previous certainty can actually be detrimental to my spiritual growth. I have to, I have to study the text anew every single time and embrace that there are things we just don't understand. There's things that are confusing. And if, if the answers were so simple, why are there thousands upon thousands of denominations where it, just, just hop on any social media site and find the Christians? They're saying this is arguing, 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 fighting, fighting, fighting. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're a heretic. You're wrong. You did it wrong. This is the right way. You're wrong. You're wrong. Nobody obviously has the answers, but everyone thinks they do. Because Christians want certainty over truth. And certainty is a sign of spiritual immaturity. So when you are overwhelmed with doubt and confusion, you've probably had Christians saying that that's a lack of faith. I think your doubt and confusion and struggle may be the sign of spiritual maturity and a sign of true faith. Doubtless Christianity is faithless Christianity. Today's focus, spiritual immaturity, certainty, a sign of spiritual immaturity. What are your thoughts today on that? Email me, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. I told you, we're going to need, we're going to need a, a probably hour-long episodes to really unpack all of this, but I can't wait for the conversation this should, this should spark. I, I hope it does. I hope it does, because there's a lot here, but we're over our time limit. So thanks for listening. Everyone have a great day. And well, today's focus, spiritual immaturity, certainty as a sign of that immaturity, Focus on that. Thanks for listening. Everyone have a great day.